This is Sunrise, the who, what, when, where, why, and WTF of Florida politics. I'm Rick Flagg reporting from Tallahassee, where the state's education bureaucracy is putting the pressure on Hillsborough County schools. Education Commissioner Richard Corcoran is furious that the local board voted not to renew the contracts of four charter schools. You need to follow the law and, and approve these schools. And we're giving them 10 additional days. If that doesn't happen, we will um, obviously have recommendations not only to um, back to you guys to what those consequences may be, but also to the legislature and the governor. But supporters of the Hillsborough School Board say these charters did not live up to their contracts and the commission is playing politics. We are here today because Commissioner Corcoran wants to use his power to silence the voice of thousands of Hillsborough County voters. The State Board of Education has also approved new standards for civics, government, and Holocaust education that are backed by the governor. The younger generation does worse than, than folks who are, who are older, and I think that that's a reflection of our society taking our eye off the ball on some of this stuff. So we've got we've to focus. We're going to teach our kids about the evils of things like communism and socialism. If you've got kids under the age of 17, check your bank account. Today is the day the new child care tax credits included in the American Rescue Plan take effect. Most families with children will begin receiving automatic monthly payments of $250 to $300 per child without having to take any action. That's $3,000 to $3,600 per child for nearly all working families. Another batch of Floridians heads to Montana to help fight the wildfires. More than 90 members of the Florida Forest Service are now deployed out west. We'll also have your calendar of political events and two Florida man stories. One is about a city councilman accused of being a fugitive from Costa Rica. The other had to get a double lung transplant because he kept putting off his COVID shot. And now the top stories on Sunrise for Thursday, July 15th. This is National Be a Dork Day, National Give Something Away Day, National Gummy Worm Day, and National I Love Horses Day. On this date in 1799, the Rosetta Stone was discovered by a French soldier during Napoleon's Egyptian campaign. Captain Pierre-Francois Bouchard found the stone tablet in the village of Rosetta, and it was the key to deciphering hieroglyphics from ancient Egypt. In 1892, Henry Johnson was born in Tallahassee. He served with an all-black regiment known as the Harlem Hellfighters and was the first American soldier in World War I to receive the Military Cross from the government of France. Johnson fought off a German raiding party in hand-to-hand -hand combat and rescued a fellow soldier. Now, the American government also awarded him a Congressional Medal of Honor, but not until 2015. And on this date in 1974, TV reporter Christine Chubbuck shot herself on WXLT-TV in Sarasota, becoming the first person to commit suicide during a live broadcast. Her final words? In keeping with Channel 40's policy of bringing you the latest in blood and guts and in living color, you are going to see another first an attempted suicide. With that, she pulled out a 38 caliber Smith & Wesson revolver and shot herself behind the right ear. Thousands of viewers witnessed her on-air suicide. A co-worker found a blood-soaked news story on her desk. It was Christine's account of her own death, written in longhand. It's payday for parents. When Democrats in Congress passed the American Rescue Act, they included a new tax credit for kids. And Sean Shaw, with the group called People Over Profits, says today is the day the first checks go out. The child tax credit contained in the American Rescue Plan provides the largest tax credit ever. This is historic relief for 90% of working families in Florida. For the first time ever, most families with children will begin receiving automatic monthly payments of $250 to $300 per child without having to take any action. 
That's $3,000 to $3,600 per child for nearly all working families. This is transformational tax relief to hardworking parents, a monthly tax cut that will help make ends meet and lift millions of children out of poverty. As we know, when we reduce childhood poverty, we can significantly improve future outcomes for all of America's children, particularly Black and Latino children. The expanded child tax credit will amount to an estimated $150 billion in economic stimulus over the next year. So this isn't just a credit to help Americans with children. It helps everyone. It's great to see our federal government putting people over profits by investing in families and working people for a change. Orlando Congressman Darren Soto says those tax credits are a major milestone in the fight to end childhood poverty in Florida and the U.S. We know it's becoming more difficult to have families in Florida and across the nation. Families are having increasing trouble making ends meet. And it's time to take a stand to right that injustice, stand with American families with this new child tax credit payment. This was passed in the American Rescue Plan, a plan that was promoted by Democrats across the Congress. The child tax credit has been expanded to 3,000 per child for six years to 17 years old and $3,600 for children under six. That's roughly 39 million households covering 65 million children. Nearly 90% of children in the United States essentially will help receive this benefit. The checks will be dropping in mailboxes, in bank accounts. And what'll that mean? It'll mean we'll cut child poverty possibly as much as in half. Just to put that in perspective, the most we've ever cut it in a year is 12% as we were getting out of the Great Recession. So this is a sea of change coming across America brought to you by President Biden and the Democratic Congress. Former Miami-Dade Congresswoman Debbie Mukersell-Powell says those child tax credits are a game changer and will be going to about 40,000 Florida families. Today is a good day for Florida families. I am so proud to say that thanks to our president, President Joe Biden and the Democrats, help is on the way. Over 40,000 families across our state are going to start receiving the expanded child tax credit either in their bank accounts or on their mailboxes. This is crucial aid for more than 132,000 Florida children. This is going to make a huge positive impact in their lives. And I can't overstate the benefits that this child tax credit is going to have, particularly in our Hispanic communities here in the state of Florida. Nearly 22% of Hispanic children live below the poverty line here in the United States. That is the highest percentage of any ethnic group in this country, and it's unacceptable. The expanded child tax credit will mean that more families are able to receive this benefit, and it's going to send direct payments to families, which means more money on their pockets. This year, Republicans here in Florida have raised taxes on working families while giving tax breaks and handouts to large corporations. This direct benefit to working families could not come at a better time. To find out if you're getting any of this money, click on irs.gov and look for the Child Tax Credit Update Portal. The State Board of Education has approved a new set of standards for the teaching of civics, government, and the Holocaust. The goal is teaching students a sense of civic pride and how to participate in government. 
Governor Ron DeSantis told a fired-up crowd at the meeting that it's time to get serious about civics because too many Americans don't know the basics. We've got to do a much better job teaching people about the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, all these important things. And if you look at when they do these surveys, it's really uh, it's frustrating because the results will be, do you know how many branches of government there are? Do you know what era Abraham Lincoln was from? Do you can you name uh, any of the freedoms protected in the Bill of Rights? And unfortunately, a lot of people can't do it. And it's almost as if the younger generation does worse than than folks who are who are older. And I think that that's a reflection of our society taking our eye off the ball on some of this stuff. So we've gotta, we've gotta focus. We're gonna teach our kids about the evils of things like communism and socialism. And you look no further than what we see going on in Cuba right now, where you have people that are, are revolting against 60 years of a communist dictatorship. And so there's a reason why they're doing it. There's a reason why a lot of people had to flee and are part of our South Florida community. They remember, but as the generations change, people sometimes forget some of these things. And we want to make sure that our students understand the evils of the Holocaust. You see people uh, throughout the world that that will try to diminish or even reject that the Holocaust even happened. Uh, we've even seen that percolate a little bit in Florida and had to take some action. And so, so we think it's important. Uh, I've had the fortune of meeting uh, a lot of Holocaust survivors. In fact, when we were doing the vaccines, we were doing homebound seniors. We started going to Holocaust survivors uh, condos was one of the first things we did. Um, but you know what? this is same with World War II, same with all the things. As generations passed, the memories uh, don't become firsthand anymore. And there's, there's a danger that people can kind of forget or, or focus on um, you know, other things in the here and now. And obviously that's gonna be inevitable to a certain extent, uh, but I think it's incumbent upon us to make sure uh, that, we're, that we're doing this right um, with, with, with the Holocaust education. The Board of Education also threw down the gauntlet, giving Hillsborough County 10 days to renew contracts with four charter schools or face repercussions. Last month, the school board voted not to renew contracts for South Shore, Kids Community College High, Pivot, and Woodmont Charter Schools, saying they had not lived up to their old contracts. But board member Tom Grady told Hillsborough School Superintendent Addison Davis that was a mistake and showed a bias against charter schools. And I want to ask you, sir, as the superintendent of Hillsborough County, If you could ever, in your wildest dreams, imagine closing on 90 days notice a non-charter school in Hillsborough County for any of the bases put forth today to close these four schools. It'd be hard, openly. You know, I've closed charter schools in Duval County, I've closed charter schools in, in Clay County, and I've closed schools in Hillsborough County since I've been there, all because the requirements were not met. And it's just part of that process. Uh, the good thing is there's a 90-day process for the appeal. We look forward to the administrative hearing uh, that will take place and to determine next steps for us uh, you know, to be able to report back to the board so the board can make an informed decision from that. 
I know you're in a difficult spot, so you may not want to answer, and you didn't, and that's okay. <laughs> I, I'm, going, I'm going to read into that that you would never close a non-charter public school on 90 days' notice, disrupt 2,236 students and their families, have them wonder where they're going to be going to school in a few weeks, and total uncertainty and clarity about their lives. Not to, not to mention the lives of the faculty and the teachers and the people who maintain the building and serve lunches and bus the kids to school. 90 days notice. Jim Porter is an attorney for the Hillsborough School Board and he says they did everything by the book. The charter schools have challenged the decision and Porter urged the Board of Education to respect the process. Um, we don't want to lawyer up. That's not really our goal. I appreciate your comments, Mr. Grady. Um, they're very on point. I can tell you that the school board, based on um, the action that you, we anticipate today, will hold a special call board meeting next Tuesday to discuss your letter and the order of the board that it should come to that. I will say, just as a matter of record, um, we do have a due process concern today. We didn't receive official notice of this. We're obviously here. We know about it. Um, we are um, sort of in a litigation mode because the four charter schools that were non-renewed have all filed appeals. We're working with their attorneys to have an administrative law judge assigned, and we, we would encourage that process to follow uh, its natural course and have those cases heard. And if, if the board did, in fact, base its decisions on something other than the statute, that's up to the administrative law judge to determine and make a ruling, and the board, of course, will then follow whatever um, ruling is issued by the administrative law judge. But Education Commissioner Richard Corcoran didn't want to wait on the judge, and he took offense at Porter's comments. We've given you so much due process, and we're giving you another 10 days of due process. We've given you every single opportunity under the sun. We've called, we've telephoned, we've sent letters. You've had more due process than any person in your situation deserves. Um, but, but to suggest that somehow this meeting was, has a, raised a due process concern is offensive. The Board of Education spent almost an hour hearing from the public. Llewellyn Culbert supports the local board and accused Commissioner Corcoran of playing politics. Our school board responded to the calls and emails of their constituents to take a close look at charter school operations and deny the renewal of charters who were non-compliant. Our board took unprecedented action which gained national attention. We are here today because Commissioner Corcoran wants to use his power to silence the voice of thousands of Hillsborough County voters. Jessica DeBose says there are valid reasons not to renew those charter school contracts. These charters violated several state and federal statutes, including Individuals with Disability Education Act and federal law, specifically FAPE, which supersedes state statutes. I'm not against choice. I'm here for equitable accountability for all schools. Let the local board make local decisions. Release our federal funding for all the district and don't overhold it because of charter renewals. Allow schools to operate that actively violate state and federal law is unethical. But the most adorable testimony came from Zoe Sanchez, a student at one of the charter schools. I'm going into the fourth grade at South Shore Charter Academy. I have been at my school since kindergarten as an academic honor roll student, and I cannot say enough how much I love my school. The teachers care about me, they help me, and they even make me laugh. They have taught me so much. I do not understand why some grown-ups are trying to close my school. I learned so much, and I feel like it's really unfair to try to close my school that I love. I really hope you will do the right thing and keep our school open. 
The Board of Education voted to approve Corcoran's recommendation, giving Hillsborough County Schools 10 days to reverse course or face the possibility that the state will withhold funding. The Florida Forest Service has just deployed a 20-person initial attack crew to Montana to support their wildfire operations. This is in addition to the 71 Florida firefighters and support personnel who are helping out in Alaska, Arizona, California, Colorado, Idaho, Minnesota, Nevada, Oregon, Washington, and Wyoming. A grand total of more than 16,000 wildland firefighters and support personnel are currently battling at least 68 major wildfires, burning over a million acres across 12 western states. Time now for your calendar of events. The Florida Defense Support Task Force meets in Orange Park at 8.30. The Board of the South Florida Water Management District meets at 9 in West Palm Beach. The Florida Board of Professional Geologists meets at 9 in Tallahassee. The Broward Refugee Task Force meets at 10. And trustees from the University of North Florida meet online at 11. The Florida Department of Law Enforcement is investigating reports that a Florida man who serves on the city council in Palm Coast is actually a fugitive from justice in Central America. The Flagler County Sheriff's Office wrote to FDLE last week saying Councilman Victor Barbosa appears to be wanted in Costa Rica on charges of kidnapping, aggravated robbery, extortion, and assault with a weapon. He denies the allegations. Finally today, an honorary Florida man who delayed getting a COVID shot ended up losing both lungs. 24-year-old Blake Bargazzi of Georgia was the only one in his family who was not vaccinated. He was infected when he visited Florida back in April and attended an indoor concert. The virus destroyed his respiratory system. He needed a double lung transplant. The guy spent the past three months in intensive care at hospitals in three different states. His goal now is just to be able to walk again before his birthday next month. That's it for today's episode of Sunrise. I'm Rick Flagg in Tallahassee, inviting you to join us again tomorrow as we plumb the depths of Florida politics.